Welcome to Rising Tide Startups, where today's most exciting startup founders share their stories and strategies. They also deliver tangible lessons learned along the way that you can apply to your own startup. Each episode is a true masterclass. Make sure you take notes. Take it away, Kevin. This is Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Rising Tide Startups, and my guest tonight is Kenny Gray. Kenny, thanks for joining us on Rising Tide. Hey, thanks for having me. We were just having a little chat offline talking about the uh, the differences in our weather patterns and, and where we're sitting right now. And and uh, I think I won. So uh, I'm like today, the ideal temperature right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> you definitely today. I don't know if I end up at the beach this weekend, then I'll send you a picture. Yeah, like, eh. that, that, that won't be very nice. And that will flip the script for sure. But <laughs> Kenny, we have a unique way of starting our podcast. I, I like to ask guests instead of just saying, hey, tell us about yourself. I like to ask them a very specific question. Question, and that is, if you and I met at a networking event, how would you introduce yourself to me? Hmm, that is a definitely a, a tough question. Uh, you know, outside of my name and everything, I guess I would just say I'm a digital marketing enthusiast. Um, I could say I'm a media buyer. I run email. We build websites, or I'm the guy that is, you know, retargeting you with all those ads that you accidentally clicked on and you didn't want, and now we're spending a lot of money on you. <laughs> but uh, just overall, like, uh, I'm just a guy who helps uh, businesses help generate traffic and generate their um, the growth inside of their business, really, and you know, doing it a strategic way, doing it with the right tools. Um, yeah, just there's a lot of people out there trying to start something on their own, and if they, you know start this journey in the right way, uh, they're going to see huge success or not every time, but you're going to see better success if you, you know, lead with the right foot, you know, you uh, set a good first impression. Some people just want to throw some stuff on the wall, right? Uh, not always the case, not going to work like it used to. I, uh, I mean, your intro made me think, okay, so if I would hear that, what would be the three things that would come to mind? Number one, you're thinking, okay, you used to run your own business and you just kind of figured this out, you know, in the process of trying to market your own business. And you thought, you know, actually it's easier to run the marketing side of things for, for other people than to do, do it for my own business. Number two, you literally just started doing this and you're, you're successful at it. And you thought, you know what, this is the service. This is my niche that I'm going to narrow down. Or number three, you're a faker out there, like a lot of others. They're saying I'm a digital marketer, so I don't think you're number three. So which are you? I'm definitely you not a faker. I mean, I'm definitely you know full disclosure. Uh, like you kind of said it a, a second ago, uh, I can really help people like, narrow in on who their ideal customer is, how to really improve their website, how to really break down the data. Uh, for myself, I find it a lot more difficult. And uh, there's even like my own website. I'm like, this looks terrible. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta change something on here. And this, it's like, it'll take me all day versus another person. I'll have like 10 ideas for him right away. I'm like, all right, so I can get into your head. This is what I'm thinking. This is what makes sense. And this is where we can pivot. Uh, so it's a mix. Definitely not three. I definitely, you know, we, we've worked with plenty of brands and clients, but we also, we haven't been able to help every single person. Sometimes there's a lot more to selling online, especially these days than it was five, 10 years ago. Yeah, and just in sure. general too, um, you know, there's plenty of businesses that come and go, uh, not just small e-com businesses, but large ones too, you know, yeah. they, you know, they can't adapt with the times or they can't keep up, or maybe you don't update your team. You know, the team that you start with might not help you scale to where you need to be. So there's many factors and that's a piece of where we kind of bring that to the table where, 
I can get you great traffic. I can get you uh, looking sharp. We can go online and everything. But uh, you know, if you don't have your, your whole back end dialed in and you haven't found something that's going to convert, it's still just not going to work for you. Yep. Yeah. I, I, uh, it's interesting. We, we do a little research on, on our guests before we say yes, as, as guests. So we don't have number threes come on the show. So, uh, we, <laughs> okay. Can, so you uh, made a couple calls. <laughs> we can suss that out pretty quickly. You know, we, all right. I'm, well, I'm we glad I asked one or two. Uh, somewhat of a test. That's right. Like, exactly. like the website's weak, but it seems okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. I, and I, I'm just curious. So how did, how did you get started in this? So take, take us back to kind of the genesis of the story here and say, you know, nobody just wakes up one day and says, I'm a digital marketer here. So what, what was the kind of, yeah, it's one of those process? things like, I guess you could go to school for it now, but that's not going to get you in the, like, you need to prove yourself. You need to get the opportunity. And that's kind of yeah. what I, I received and what I kind of created for myself. I put, you know, positioned myself, took some risks as well, but um, you know, it paid off just in a way financially. And in a way uh, it was just more rewarding. I found what I like to do because uh, sort of what you just asked, like, was I running my own brand or did I just kind of fall into it and it just really stuck? Uh, and that's probably like 80, 70% of it just uh, from the background. So, I mean, I worked in hospitality forever. I knew I didn't want to bartend forever, mm -hmm. you know, I had a good knack for it. So I'm good with conversing with people and communicating, um, uh, you know, school, I wouldn't say is hundred percent, but my school and some of the work we were doing, I just realized it was like, Hey, you can write this whole paper and do these equations to show like a financial sheets, or you could do project B, which is like, come up with your own idea, create the website for it, uh, and a marketing plan. And I would always pick plans like that. Just like, Oh, that sounds more fun. So that was even like 12 years ago. So, you know, I build like a Wix site. I come up with a whole marketing plan. It's funny because a company like the one that I came up with and it, it, it is running now. <laughs> I think hmm. I called it like puppy stay at the time. And it was like, <laughs> Uh, basically like Ubering people to do uh, tasks for your pets, like walking them or, you know, uh, a doctor visit. I mean, it's not an amazing idea, but uh, you know, for junior yeah. year, I'll take it. Sure. Um, so a little bit of that, a lot of analytics. Uh, I got really lucky. I got a position at the golf channel. Their headquarters was here in Orlando. Mm -hmm. um, I've worked at a lot of country clubs. Uh, somehow the golf industry just keeps finding me. Uh, I'm not good at it. So <laughs> that's a follow-up of not great. I can play, but I'm not great. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's everybody though. Um, and while I was at the Golf Channel, uh, I really got into uh, SEO, data analytics, and reporting. I had some great mentors there. Uh, did a little social media on like the YouTube side and updating those uh, with an SEO kind of angle towards mm -hmm. it all. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I got with a smaller agency where they let me become a media buyer. And I really understand the analytics side of it. So that kind of, it clicked for me right away. Uh, and then once that was kind of like, I was grooving there. I was like, I want to learn how to do email. I want to learn how to build funnels. I want to learn how to build the Shopify stores. I want to learn how to run it all. Like, uh, cause you start to see all these numbers and you're like, this makes sense. Like, yeah. this is yeah. awesome. Like, how do you generate that? Or yeah, exactly. uh, what's behind the curtain? What cogs are there? Are they actually making this much money? Or are they like breaking even? Um, so there's a lot of curiosity from my end where I'm just like, Oh, let's see what's going on there. And it's the internet. And if you find the right places, uh, maybe ask the right people, you can learn anything on the internet, especially with digital marketing. And then that is uh, so true. Yeah. That is. And then I had true. the opportunity. So I had the opportunity of being with an agency where I got to spend clients money. I got to, I was able to test. I had mentors around me who kind of helped along the way. 
Um, and then long story short, I just, uh, I kind of outgrew with the agency. I wanted to, you know, I got to a point where uh, I think I can just do it better on my own freelance for a little bit. That went well enough to where I'm like, okay, well, now I don't have any free time. So let me start building a team around me. Mm. And uh, yeah, here we are. And we just kind of keep finding that success. So now it's just, it's been a really fun journey, learning a lot. And I get the opportunity to help a lot of companies scale. And that piece is rewarding as well. You find that there's a there's a learning curve out there still for companies like when you, you say, hey, let me we can help you with your digital marketing spend. We can help you with your social media. I mean, are, are there still companies out there kind of these Luddites there? You're going, you know, how, what's the ROI on that? You know, what's the. Oh, yeah. How do you, oh, well, especially with tracking issues. But they're like, is that is it really even worth it? I've also you know, we've interviewed uh, brands or clients where. Uh, they might be doing like 1.5 million a month on their own uh, and they have crazy great profit margins. And they're just like, you know what? We thought about it. We don't even need ads. We don't even want them. Uh, and then of course we're like, well, if you're doing great, you're only going to do much better. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. going to be very easy for everybody involved, but they're like, no, we're going to keep our costs low and uh, we're just going to keep doing our organic thing, which is fine. Uh, but there, you could definitely tell difference between some of these companies who finally break through and then mm -hmm. almost anything they put out, uh, it's going to convert, it's going to do well. Uh, so there are a few tiers behind like, you know, Nike or Adidas who are playing completely, you know, different games or right. Coke, whatever it might be. But some of them, yeah, we've seen them go from 50K to 100K months all the way to uh, surpassing a million dollars a month in gross revenue consistently every month for like the last year or two. So those ones, it's like we figured it out. We have our system for this account. Uh, it, almost anything we put, it's going to convert great. So you you started your own agency what year? Uh, let's see, uh, 2019. So that was fun because, uh, you know, just getting everything situated, learning how to do the whole tax piece. And then it's like, it's COVID. Then man, uh, COVID, yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, COVID worked out, I think, great for a lot of online businesses because well, nobody you're on e-commerce for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely e-commerce because yeah. you couldn't leave. So people were ordering a lot more. I don't mm -hmm. think anybody thought it would last that long either. Um, so in some cases, we had like a snack food brand uh, and we just kind of created a bulk sale out of that. We're like, you know, you got to go to the store anyways if you want to get snacks, especially if they're low sugar or keto, which was in this case. Um, here, bulk order, you'll have them for a longer period of time, less yep. stress. So we just kind of adapted to what was going on in our environment at the time. And it paid off. I, I think that, I mean, that that is, it, we could stop right there and you could say we adapted <laughs> to our environment and that that's the nugget that everybody takes away from from the <laughs> from the chat because that, that's so applicable in so many areas. But um, so you talk us through like, you know, size of team? I mean, are you outsourcing? Is it all remote? Are you, you working with people all over the world? I mean, what's what's kind of the makeup and the, the, like the location of your team? So, uh, so the two internal people that are directly under me, we work together almost every day on every account. And then we have multiple contractors because that's just how agencies yeah. go. And yeah. if you want like the best of the best, uh, most people don't want to get hired. They know they can just do it on their own. There mm -hmm. might be freelancers or other boutique agencies like myself. Um, so we got Avery who's in Pennsylvania right now. I'm sure I'm going to get him down to Florida within like the next year, <laughs> maybe like one more winter. And, yep. uh, he has a great time every time he comes. Uh, and then we have Kelly who's over in Santa Monica. Okay. So it's great to have somebody on the other coast too. Yeah. We have a lot of clients over there. 
they like to uh contact me around like 8 or 9 p.m here exactly i'm like i'm like eh, i don't think it's gonna like if it's an emergency for sure but like hey kelly can you kind of cover that one um and then we have a you know a few a lot of graphic designers that's uh i think that's a case by case like uh one of my friends dan Paracino, he's like an award-winning video editor um there's another guy matt who's a phenomenal graphic designer and has been working in digital marketing for 20 or 30 years so he also adds a uh, a ton of experience just on multiple levels as we're doing this he's mm -hmm. like because you know he's put the reps in he has his ten thousand hours he's like hey this is kind of what i'm seeing this is what makes more sense so it's great having that um and then what james is in uh utah uh he's like a an it seo you know lord god whatever you want to call him <laughs> uh site structure dealing with google uh google my business any local seo um definitely way more he's very brilliant i'll just say that so he brings a lot to the table and he can execute very very fast so um but it, we create different relationships all over the place so uh, i think that's huge and we always refer people to each other especially if somebody can do a better job or yeah. you know sometimes teams outgrow a brand and you kind of need to upgrade your system yeah. so uh so it's a great partnerships just going around all over the place so you know, imagine you and I are stepping on an elevator. We get about 10 floors. You got about 45 seconds. So give me your best great media sales pitch for my company. <laughs> oh, man, that's tough. I'm not even the best salesperson. So uh, that's the worst question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I guess if we were on uh, an elevator and somebody asked, of, like, where we're doing at great media, uh, we primarily work with e-commerce businesses, small to mid, and uh, we help them get to where their potential target audience is going to be in the digital space, which is what digital marketing is. Um, and then we optimize that journey through backend automations through email and SMS. Uh, and then we continue to update that user experience on the website, uh, which we all use. So I can just say, you know, every time you go on a website and it's not loading, how frustrating is that? Yeah. Those are things that we solve, uh, making the user journey from uh, going out of the website, finding the product you want and checking out, making it as seamless as possible. Because if it takes too long, uh, too many steps to it for them to make that purchase, it's gonna be, uh, you're just gonna lose your customer. And All I right. think I'm past 45 seconds now because I, I went on a tangent. <laughs> uh, and then ultimately, you know, we're just a group of people who are you know, genuinely interested. Uh, we don't take on everyone. And we wanna create like a solid partnership. And if it's not a win-win, it's not a good deal for us. Well, or, or the client. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Some we tell some people like, we don't think you're ready for ads. This might not really make sense or, you know, uh, or you really laying down those expectations is huge. Cause, uh, you know, some people might have like a $2,000 product. Uh, you're not going to usually get a one day click and purchase mm -hmm. out of those types yeah. of people. So yeah. honestly helping them with their entire, uh, you know, in a holistic approach on how their business should run and what where they should focus their time we see tons of people who just waste time in places where it's like that's not really generating uh income for you right now and that doesn't really that's it's more effort than you need to be putting mm -hmm. into that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we see that with like ad creatives all the time it's like you're you want to test a lot, but you want to test uh, systematically and get good mm -hmm. data or else you're just mm -hmm. going to get skewed data sets back yeah yeah I mean 
bad data leads to bad decisions. I mean, it just, uh, yeah. it just is. Yep. Which, uh, you know, we I've learned the hard way too. It's just, mm -hmm. if you follow the wrong data, uh, you know, if you're just trying to get clicks or views, you're going to get clicks and views. If you want to mm -hmm. try and get purchases, you're going to have to dig a little deeper, take a different approach. Because, uh, you know, being viral doesn't mean sales. Yeah, uh, it, it can be great. And it's not always the case. There's always outliers, but uh, engagement and conversion, completely different types of metrics and KPIs you should be uh, paying attention to. Also right. depends on your objective too. Right, right. And that's, I mean, sounds like to me that that's kind of like part of your discovery process when you're onboarding new clients and you're or at least you've been going through the sales process with them and saying, okay, oh, yeah. is, is this a good fit? I mean, here's what we we think we can put in place for you based on, you know, your current state. And, and yeah, our goal is to, uh, you know, help you bring your product or your service to market in the best possible light and give the best possible first impression. Uh, but sometimes we're like, you know, sometimes it just doesn't, uh, you know, hit. You might have to pull back and then kind of see, like, why are people bouncing off of your website? Yeah. Where's the disconnect? Uh, you know, is the price too high? Is somebody undercutting you? Uh, or maybe there's a piece of your website that's broken. We had something like that recently where there's three days and we weren't seeing sales and we're like, all right, let's click on the ad, go through it, try and buy something. And it's like, there's no button here, guys. Wow. <laughs> Well, I was going to uh, yeah. say the dreaded 404 error or something. That, uh, yeah. I've seen that happen as well. You know, where links just uh, been updated, but you don't think about where these other links may exist. They may have like a, you know, your extension just has an S added instead of just being, you know, singular. And yeah. now it's just going to that 404 page. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we definitely made the mistakes, but I, I even tell my team all the time, I'm like, I made all these mistakes. So it's like, if I'm implementing any rules or like review process, it's because I've felt foolish before and haven't done it. So I'm just trying to help you avoid that. But uh, even if any of those, you know, sometimes things slip through the crack, uh, I already know once it happens, I know how they feel. So I'm like, well, it'll probably never happen again. So that was a huge learning step for you. <laughs> yeah, my pain is your gain. It, yeah, for sure. We're, we're going to make, make it that way. But I, I'm curious, like, how do how do agencies set rates is it is it a percentage of the ad spend is it you know it's just kind of a flat retainer rate i mean what how does your pricing structure set yeah that is a an evolving answer uh, i think it would always be yeah but uh you also you know you're not trying to rip anyone off but you want to i mean from my point of view we're always trying to I want to be invested in your brand. I want to make sure that there's no resentment in every time I'm working on your account, or if you DM me or have to text me on the weekend, I don't want to be upset about it. Yeah. Um, which, uh, and I don't want to feel like I'm taking advantage of you where you feel like you might be getting swindled. So uh, it's trying to find that balance. Um, you know, you might kind of pay attention to the market, but mm -hmm. also it's about the value that you bring to the account. So say on paid ads, maybe there might be a retainer um, and we deliver on our end because it does take a lot of manpower and work and, mm -hmm. you know, just monitoring. Right. Uh, but then if we know we're hitting certain goals and we're helping that business grow, we, always, we still want to come up with a win-win situation. So maybe a percentage on that ad spend, given that you're hitting certain goals or, you know, living up to whatever terms you lay out or even a percentage of revenue as it comes in, which would maybe be even smaller, but still it's just like your growth is my growth. So yeah, when you you know want to change something at Thursday night and we got to do it before the weekend, we're happy about it because yeah, we could all come out on top in this situation. Yeah. 
I mean, is that part of the, your your sales proposal? Your your quotes that says, okay, here are the here are the percentages increases that we want to meet. We're going to meet this at, you know, quarter one, this quarter two, quarter three, quarter four. So there's some ex like KPI expectation, I guess, on the on the consumer's part, on the client's part, that says, yeah, you know what I clients... can measure that against what you've quoted me type thing. Yeah, that is a tough part. And especially with the tracking issues. So if you're trying to go by like CPAs or if you're trying to go by return on ad spend, those numbers can be really skewed or yeah. maybe the pixel glitches on a day and you get a ton of uh, misfires, but it looks like you did an amazing job. We don't want to go by that either. Right. Um, a good measure, a lot of accounts are using right now is like a media efficiency ratio. Uh, and really all that is, is you want to get a Depends on if you already have some previous data or if you already, uh, or if you're just starting from scratch. Mm -hmm. uh, overall, I know as a, a business, they just want to grow. So you take all everything you're spending, basically all your cogs and everything, and then how much are you generating? Uh, so the difference between there, you'll get a ratio. So the ratio should be continuing to improve. Um, same thing with gross revenue with this supplement company I took over in July. Uh, they were doing like 25,000 a month or so. So uh, obviously, you know, you ask somebody like, how much do you want to make? Like, I want to make a million dollars. It's like, okay, well, first, like before we get there, let's get to, you know, 50K. Uh, mm -hmm. And then from there, then we'll have that compounding, compounding recurring revenue with our customer base. Uh, and then over time, those repeat customers will, you know, fill in the blanks. We'll get kind of start generating those new customers month over month. So, all right, we hit 50K. All right, let's try and get 20% up again over the next month. Yeah. So it's like kind of a traditional sense, even if you were like a retail store, you know, month over month, year over year, you're trying to look for, you know, that 7, 10, 15, 20% increase just to see consistency and growth. Right. Especially if you have something that involves like repeat purchases, like a consumable. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I mean, I've heard it's easier to go from, uh, 10 to 100 than it is maybe from zero to 10 sometimes you know because oh, oh, once you get definitely. that flywheel spinning it's easier to exponentially grow that but um i'm curious like it, you mentioned it just a second ago you said you know hey i, I want to kind of convey to my team you know here's some policy i put in place or strategies i put in place because of the lessons i've learned you know mistakes that i've made in that in that process oh, yeah. and you know learn from that but if you were talking to you know a, a new founder of a company, regardless of what industry they're in, you know, what are one or two just kind of quick bullet points that you think, if, man, if I would have known these when I started in 2019, it would have been so much easier and it would have made my life easier as a founder. Our team would have been stronger. What are one or two kind of quick bullet points that, that you could share just like agnostically, you know, not necessarily specifically in your, in your industry, but things that you've thought of as a founder? Uh, some things that would come to mind, obviously there's a, a few, but I guess like if we're going generalized and vague, so I'd say like on a granular level, I'd say uh, just make sure you, you review your work, um, give it some hmm. space, have somebody else look it over, look at it again, uh, revisit it if you have to. Um, but even like I mentioned before, like, you know, you created all the ads, we do like a post ID method where we have a library of all of our ads and we use uh, the ideas of those ads to launch everything. Sometimes as you're moving those from the sheet into your accounts, 
mm-hmm. uh, you know, things can get uh, mixed up, basically. You, you get the wrong number or the wrong number post over. Same idea when we're doing Google. You might be, you know, the copywriter might send over all 15 of your headlines. You go copy paste them over. Uh, and sometimes they put like quotations around it uh, just by like a default that you don't yep. see in there. Right. So you, if you're just copy pasting, listen to a podcast, maybe you're hungover, you might not be paying attention to everything. Uh, yeah, and then spelling errors. That's a huge one. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I worked on a keto brand where uh, the CMO was like a English professor at Duke. <laughs> I had no chance. <laughs> No chance. Grammarly uh, will not help you. <laughs> no, no. So I was, uh, you know, new to copywriting when I was writing for ads and emails. So I was helping on that side. Uh, and what was it? I was using an ellipsis, which is three periods, only mm-hmm. three periods. I thought I'd make it more conversational and add a bigger pause for, you know, theatrics. So I put five periods and man, she tore me apart. She was just like, all right. First of all, if you're ever going to use an ellipsis, which I had to like Google and then see how to pronounce it. <laughs> uh, she was like, it's three, uh, not two, not five. It has to be three. I was like, okay. Uh, and then she kind of backed herself up. Like, this is what I used to do. And this is why I'm right. And you're wrong. And I just had to eat it. I'm just like, I'll make those updates right away. <laughs> said, hey, it's four if it's at the end of a sentence, right? You get to add a period uh, on get, the end of yeah, it. So I'm going to have to Google it now. I got to download Grammarly. Uh, so yeah, yeah review your work because yeah. uh, and double check. You might get another set of eyes on it. You might have capitalized something that didn't need capitalization. Mm-hmm. Um, you might be adding a space between commas or something that you shouldn't be doing. Uh, grammar is hard, right? <laughs> so you can lose uh, credibility okay. in a hurry for sure. Oh, it, that's what I've told yeah. my team too. I'm like, guys, like, you know, if we do this and you send this over and, uh, you know, the client sees this and we just send it over, they're going to think we're a bunch of dummies. Yeah. Uh, and why we did this, we are a bunch of dummies, but we can fix this. <laughs> uh, so little that. things like that. Yeah. So that's a tough one. Uh, and then I think from like a, a higher level, um, I'd say keep things simple. Um, I, I think I almost say it like every show, but uh, and we say it when we're coming up with strategy and when I'm, we're kind of going over it with the client is, uh, you know, plan the work and work the plan. Uh, you already came up with the idea. You put a lot of effort into it. You came up with the system that, you know, would hopefully make sense. Uh, you need to give it some time to develop because that's how marketing, that's how advertising, that's how sales work. People aren't just like, hey, I came out with a beverage. You want to try it? It's five bucks. It's like, I don't even know who you are. Yeah. Well, you know, show yeah. me some videos over the next week. Do a TikTok dance. Mm-hmm. And I might click on your website. <laughs> Uh, so it's gotta yeah, be a TikTok say, dance. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, if it works for you, in. it works. <laughs> That's exactly right. I man, I I love those, and they're 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 simple, but so true and so you know powerful. I mean, um, I've been doing this for four years, and I don't think anybody has ever really pointed out the idea of. I mean, that others have said you know keep it simple and niche down and all those things, but I don't think anybody's ever really been so pointed at, that says review your work. Oh, yeah, your work is your brand, your work is the reflection of who you are and the work you do and the quality that you provide. And, you know, if you if you send out crappy work, you're going to have a crappy, you know, perspective, the client's going to have one of you, you know, they're going to they're going to equate the work with who you are you know and it's yeah absolutely it's so, i'm a big so uh, activities and sports guy so mm-hmm. i could find it really fascinating you know how some of these athletes become amazing even you know they're average people but 
you know, the, uh, you find success in those details and those little wins. So yeah. like all of those reps, all of those at bats, all of those hours you're putting in, like it'll, it adds up in compounds mm -hmm. over time. And that's where you find your big wins. Yeah. So it, it, you know, at, on a personal level, yeah, you want to, you know, put it, give it your all, but don't just send it because it's done, then review it. That was a big one with my mom growing up. It was just like, all right, well, make sure you reread your essay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a story that uh, I think it's, it was Kobe Bryant that I think they were, they were practicing maybe for like a, a dream team, you know, and he's, he's out there early practicing and, and a, a guy comes out and, and one of his teammates is out and he's playing and he's practicing. He's just, I mean, he really puts in the work and he's tired and he's ready to go. And, and he, he starts packing up and, and Kobe is like, where are you going? Why, why are you leaving? You know? And the guy said, are you kidding me? He said, you know, I put in so much work and, and uh, you know, he, he said, I left the gym and Kobe's still there. And he said, later mm -hmm. on, I asked him, you know, we were having dinner or something. He said, he said, why in the world were you, you know, you knew when I came in there, you were working early, you stayed the whole time I was there. And then you stayed after I left. And he goes, I wanted to show you that I wanted it worse than you did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just plant that seed. I mean, you know, yeah. just the, it's the sound like Michael Jordan talking there, you know, that just, yeah, says, yeah. I'm no, there, I'd just say, by yeah. staring at you, you know, those are some incredible athletes. And uh, there's plenty of people out there with the same stature, the same height, speed, whatever, but they outworked their competition. Yeah. Uh, and just a little bit day by day. No, yeah. I love all of that stuff. It's just like, okay, so it is achievable. Uh, I was just lazy yesterday. So I just got to, you know, restart today, going to put it in. Time to hit the reset uh, and, button. Yeah. And the thing like with those guys, when they say it, you know, maybe before they get big, they sound crazy, but when they become great in whatever they might be, you know, or even in market, like Ogilvy, it's like, you're going to take what he say that what he says serious. Cause he's, he's proven himself. Yeah. He's the big dog or, you know, uh, all these people who have already achieved greatness and, you know, continue to do so. It's just like, well, you can't argue with that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but in the work outwork yep. people. Yeah. That is, that is so true. So true. Well, Kenny, it's been, uh, it's been great chatting with you tonight. And I just wanted to, uh, as we wrap up, is there anything that you would just like to close us with that just kind of wrap a bow around this, this great chat we've had, and uh, then maybe just finish with telling people where the best place to find you online. Yeah, absolutely. I guess we'll reiterate the, uh, you know, find success in the details, review work, uh, keep everything simple, make it easy on everyone. Uh, and outside of that, if uh, you ever want to get in touch with me, um, just have a quick chat. Or if you guys need help, uh, you can find me on greatmedia.com. That's G-R-A-Y-T. It is a really fun pun on my last name. I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but I know I've realized some people say like great T. I'm like, eh, but I guess I can see how it depends on the capitalization. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you want to get in touch, just greatmedia.com uh, or any like the social medias. I'm all over the place. Sounds great. Well, Kenny, thank you again for, for just taking time tonight and really just playing your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Have a great weekend. Thanks for having me. You too. Another episode in the books. We hope you heard some great takeaways. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes and YouTube. As always, thanks for listening to Rising Tide.